Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. It is Thursday, May 25th. It is six minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You can find him on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall. You can find me on Twitter at CaseyDaniels317. You can find us both on YouTube right now. Just type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. So it was a big day on Twitter yesterday following months of speculation. Ron DeSantis officially announced that he's running for the 24 presidential election. He shared the news in Twitter spaces, which was co-hosted by Elon Musk. He said, our country's going in the wrong direction. We see it with our eyes and we feel it in our bones. So the other people who have announced so far, but taking Trump out of the equation, but Tim Scott, mm-hmm. Nikki Haley... Certainly, Aza Hutchinson, your ex-boyfriend, Vivek Ramaswamy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like they announce and we go as broadcasters, okay, we got to cover this and it is show content. And that's all there is to it. And then we move on. The DeSantis announcement feels like something big. It feels like there is now something consequential happening in our public dialogue as it relates to civics and politics and government because he brings infinite money to the table he brings star power to the table he brings a cavalcade of influential people behind him to the table it feels like the earlier announcements if trump is alabama mm-hmm. the earlier announcements was were like uh, Alabama is playing Toledo this week. <laughs> yes, there's a football game, right? Theoretically, Toledo could win the football game. But we all know if Tim Scott is Toledo, there's almost absolute every so often there's an Alcor, you know, an Alcorn State or or you know whatever. There's these monumental upsets, but they almost never happen. DeSantis feels like now Alabama is playing Georgia this week. Like it is, a, say, it is a fair fight. Who who is DeSantis? Is he Ohio State? Is he is he perhaps Florida State University? The Seminoles. Uh, not everybody thinks so, though. Nikki Haley came out right after his announcement. You're saying the Toledo. Yeah. Toledo came out and said that DeSantis is nothing more than an echo of Trump. <laughs> Boy, DeSantis can't win, right? I mean, by the way. Well, and now he's he's getting it from the top and the bottom because, you know, Trump has been attacking him all along. And now the others, they're coming for him as well. And by the way, can I just say the Trump family members attacking DeSantis yesterday is so classless and yeah. it's so just reeks of desperation. Um I was disappointed for them, especially people like Donald Trump Jr., who've always been, you know, pretty decent upscale guys, because there is sort of an unwritten rule, right? Like when you announce that's your day and you have your day and then it's game on and everybody can go after each other. But that's your moment in the sun. You are attempting to do something of monumental consequence, especially someone like Ron DeSantis, who has who has a legitimate shot. 
It, you are attempting to become the leader of the greatest idea ever conceived by man, a nation so blessed by God, and we're squandering it every day, but we are so blessed, unlike any nation in the history of this earth, and you have a valid and viable path by which you could become the leader of said nation. And so you deserve that for you, for your family, for your friends, for your supporters. It's like, you know, when they used to call truce to clear the bodies off the field during the, the Civil War, right? It should be a truce. And yet, for them to behave so tacky about that, hey, the next day, we're all enemies and let's go to war. But, but I just, today's the I just day thought that, that was a pretty classless by those people. And it just shows how truly scared of him and, and in many ways desperate they are. Yeah, well, Trump did spend the evening insulting DeSantis on Truth Social. And then Joe Biden even piled on as well with his trolling that his linked worked. Of course, Ron DeSantis made the announcement on Twitter and it started off pretty turbulent. A lot of glitches. I thought, are they going to bail? Are they going to bail on this announcement? They can't get it to work. It was 25 minutes late. And he ended up going going with it. They stuck with it. They said the servers were overloaded. But eventually, they got everything working and got into some really in-depth conversations. This wasn't just a, I'm running for president, out. He spent a good hour and a half, almost two hours on Twitter spaces, getting into some really weedy conversations about everything and then he took questions as well my wife and i were talking about that this morning um because she's much younger and understands technology better than i do and you know i told her i said well look if i were desantis and i know elon musk wanted that twitter spaces thing to be promoted and that's why he agreed to do it he wasn't i think he likes desantis and is supporting desantis but i think he was looking at it as i have this tool in my in my platform which is the spaces that i want people to use what a great way to promote it we'll do it this way for desantis i'm not sure that was best because one it, there was no video content to it it was audio only, and obviously then it was set for technical problems, et cetera. And so I, my wife and I were talking about this, and I said, well, wouldn't it have just been better to promote the platform by doing a pre-recorded video with mm -hmm. Elon Musk? I'm not saying a video like a three-minute announcement. I'm saying do the conversation that they had, but pre-recorded, and then Elon Musk posts it to his Twitter, and then everyone can consume the video content. And she made the point of, no. Because DeSantis is showing he's willing to try new ideas and new frontiers, and this is a different group of people. I'm not the target audience for this Twitter spaces. You're not really the target audience for the Twitter spaces. It's a new frontier, a new idea, a new way. He's telling you without telling you, I'm willing to lead in a bold fashion the way people haven't led before. And so I thought that was pretty interesting mm -hmm. that that that's the way many people are viewing it is that, yeah, it didn't really work in the beginning, but it ultimately did work. And they'll perfect this. And years from now, it'll be, wow, DeSantis was the first guy who, to got, do this. who got away from the traditional, here's the three-minute video of I'm running for president. Yeah, he said that he chose to make the announcement on Twitter because he talks about free speech and Elon Musk is a free speech advocate and he mentioned that when he was going against the norm during COVID it was a very lonely spot to be and he understands how Elon feels about that being the free speech advocate but I tend to agree with your wife on this that it wasn't pre-packaged it wasn't glossy it wasn't highly edited it was real hey they had technical problems he was trying something new 
but they just kept on going with it and made it work. So I I think that that means something as well. We do have some uh, audio Mm -hmm. from the, the big announcement last night. And one of the things I love about DeSantis is he don't care. But Trump didn't care either, but Trump does care. So whatever you're going, boy, great wordsmith there, Rob. What I'm saying is Trump gives the perception that he doesn't care about whether he's liked or not, but he clearly does based on the way he hears everything. He responds to everything. He's totally over the top about everything. Trump needs to be liked. Ron DeSantis genuinely does not care. And they talked about this NAACP travel advisory. Mm -hmm. Um, telling black people not to go to Florida. And I thought it was great the way he just absolutely let them have it. Claiming that Florida is unsafe is a total farce. I mean, are you kidding me? You look at cities around this country, they are awash in crime. In Florida, our crime rate is at a 50-year low. If you look at the top 25 cities for crime in America, Florida does not have a single one amongst the top 25. And if you look at cities like Baltimore and Chicago, you got kids more likely to get shot than to receive a first class education. Yet I don't see the NAACP batting an eye about all the outrage and the carnage that's happening in those areas. So this is a political stunt. These left wing groups have been doing it for many, many years. And at the end of the day, what they're doing is colluding with legacy media to try to manufacture a narrative. I think that's another reason why Ron DeSantis did this on Twitter spaces is because it's been reported and I think you can even hear it. He has a real disdain for the media and by doing things on Twitter with Elon Musk, he can circumvent it. He didn't have to deal with the media. He didn't have to go on CNN and deal with all that. He just did his own thing right there on Twitter. We talked about yesterday, there's three ways DeSantis can go with this campaign, and it depends on what he's actually trying to accomplish. And the different the different avenues, different approaches will all depend on how all in it he is. And what I meant by that is if he is genuinely saying, hey, I'm just running to be the future of the party, and I want a great showing here, and if I lose, Trump wins, okay, but let's let's have a great showing and you know everybody go out and have some fun. I don't think he's doing that. And I said, if you're trying to win, there's one of two ways you can make the argument and pry those people away from Trump. Number one is to hold up the mirror and just start talking about Trump's voting record and say, here is the guy. I had a long text conversation last night with a guy who's in state government, who's very well respected, who's very conservative, who voted for Trump. He is all in with DeSantis. And we were talking about the ability of Trump to create mass hypnosis to people about his own voting record, which is if you described Trump's voting record to the Trump person, uh, specifically during COVID, the bribery of the states to shut down, the supporting of masking, the supporting of, of Fauci, the supporting of the shot, the supporting of the shutdowns. I mean, his record is so egregious during COVID. And yet when you attach it to Trump, people just go, eh, so what? what? What other choice do you have? And this guy made a great point. He said, Trump has become, Trump is no longer a person, Trump is an idea. And I thought that is brilliant because what this guy is saying is to the people who support Trump, if you admit Trump is a fallible person or has made mistakes, then the idea, the cause du jour that Trump was the America first or whatever you want to attach to it, you're you're essentially, and it's a wrong way to look at it, but it's the way that people look at it. They're admitting defeat on the idea itself, the idea of Trump. Trump is not a person anymore. He is now some 
cause, and that's why these people won't extract away from him. So if you're not willing to do that, or you can't break through on holding the mirror up to these people, then making the case about Trump's failure as a candidate and the people he has supported is probably the next best avenue if you're actually trying to win. And that seems the way DeSantis is going to go. So we'll skip over this one about the border crisis, Kev. And I want to go to this one about DeSantis talking about the the Republican Party yeah. and their failures the last couple of years under Trump. Finally, Biden's weaponized the power of the administrative state to advance his left-wing agenda. We will reconstitutionalize the executive branch and we'll bring the administrative state to heal. Now, you can't do any of that if you don't win. There is no substitute for victory. We must end the culture of losing that has infected the Republican Party in recent years. The tired dogmas of the past are inadequate for a vibrant future. We must look forward, not backwards. We need the courage to lead, and we must have the strength to win. And to voters who are participating in this primary process, my pledge to you is this. If you nominate me, you can set your clock to January 20th, 2025 at high noon, because on the west side of the U.S. Capitol, I will be taking the oath of office as the 47th president of the United States. No excuses. I will get the job done. That is boom. I know we're running long here in this segment, but I don't, I don't I'm going to pull a Tony Katz and say I don't even care. Yeah, because that is so strong mm-hmm. right there, because He's looking right at Donald Trump without mentioning him and saying, you've lost, you're a loser, you've been a loser two times in a row, and there's always some excuse, and someone else is always to blame why you couldn't get the job done. No excuses. I'm the face of this party if you nominate me. We're going to win, and if we don't, it is my fault. I will own it. Man, that is so strong. Exactly. Having the idea is great, but having somebody who can execute it is even better. And I think he took a shot at Biden as well when he said someone who has the strength yeah, to do great. it. It was great. It was yeah. so good. All right. It is 19 minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Streets full of people All alone 22 minutes after 10, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So have you seen the new signs? There's more to discover in Indiana. These are so bad. If if, if you were to sum up Eric Holcomb's entire administration in one thing, it is these signs. And I love that on social media and in every forum possible, people are just ripping the heck out of him and his doofus administration for choosing to waste our money on these signs. Man, they suck. Okay, so there's 19 new interstate road signs. It's part of a In Indiana campaign. It was created by Indiana Destination Development Corporation, which is supposed to grow the state's tourism and economy, and it's supposed to inspire out-of-state visitors to move and work here and, and visit the Hoosier State. But what you're telling me, Rob Kendall, is that the more to discover in Indiana signs... They're not motivating you? Oh, They're not my, inspiring you? I, I just You're not excited? I just can't tell you the joy it brings me to read the comments, the Twitter, the Facebook, you know, because they end up post these things up. The new signs now mm-hmm. welcoming you to Indiana. And it is just a barrage 
of people outraged. I mean, this is Holcomb, right? So there is no need for the sign. The current signs are fine. They're a staple of Indiana. People have been coming and going from this state for years and years and years. They have been a, just a, a sign of welcome. I say this as someone who for years used to travel for weeks at a time to the Atlantic Ocean and then come back. And there was nothing more reassuring than getting on 65 mm-hmm. in southern Indiana and seeing, you know, welcome to Indiana and those signs. And they because they have to mess with everything and they're addicted to spending money, they put up these stupid, ridiculous signs. They're awful. Well, the thing that I don't particularly like about them is the shape of Indiana is very small on them. Like the other ones that you're referring to, the state, the shape of the state of Indiana is a major part of the sign. But in these new ones, it's just, it's taking the negative space in the D in Indiana and it's small. So I have a birdie, as you know, I have many birdies, who was actually a part of the committee. There was a committee, you know, to to come up with these new signs. Again, I don't understand why they needed to come up with a new sign, period. But they formed a committee, and this is what I was told by the person in in the committee, and I will totally 100% bank what this person told me because I've known them for years and years and years, and they have always been spot on on the things they've told me. The committee had a sign that was markedly different Mm -hmm. than the sign that they came up with. And it was the slogan was middle of everything. And it was like a plane, I guess, going because obviously the airport and we're the crossroads of America Mm -hmm. and India, you know, you can do business. And the premise was you can be here and you are close to anything. Yeah. Now, again. I don't think there need to be anything done, but if you're going to do something, that is a hundred gajillion times better than this monstrosity that Holcomb came up with. What I was told is they had come up with this plan, Holcomb and Silent Suzanne Mm -hmm. march in there and go, we ain't doing that. And just ignored. And then they also had apparently a marketing firm from Valparaiso who was involved in this. The marketing Which firm. Which they paid money to. Oh, huge to money. Design. Oh, yeah. They were yeah. running a soup kitchen. Yeah. And the, and the marketing firm from Valparaiso was in on board with the, what the committee had chosen. Totally against what Holcomb and Suzanne came in and decided to do. And they didn't listen to anybody. They overrode this committee. And now you have this absolute monstrosity disaster. So if you hate these signs and you think they suck when you enter or leave this state like any reasonable person would, you can thank Lockdown McGee and his best friend and partner in crime, Silent Suzanne. So you remember when you vote in the Republican primary for governor next year, if those awful signs you can thank Suzanne Crouch mm-hmm. for them. They didn't dither on making a choice to get rid of the And bad. by the way, if Suzanne or Holcomb or any of their people want to come on and object to that, we've got an open seat for you. We'll give you three hours. Okay. And we got a lot of other things we want to talk about in addition to the signs. But they aren't going to object because it happened. By the way, the signs cost $43,000 according to an INDOT spokesperson. Per, it has to be per sign. There's no way it was $43,000 for all of the signs that they're putting up. 19 signs. Yeah, there's no, there's having done signage in mm-hmm. a community, yeah. much less the entire state of it. There's no way that's collectively total to put it in the engineering work that goes into all that. No way. It has to be per sign. It's 27 minutes after 10. Coming up, we've got Tony Kinnett. He's going to join us to discuss <laughs> what is going on at the Indianapolis Airport Authority. This is crazy what mm-hmm. the Indianapolis Airport Authority has thrown their weight behind. And now they're trying to backpedal out of it. Yeah. This is a 
this is a disgrace. This is gross. It is like Bud Light 2.0. Unbelievable. It's on the way with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Okay, Rob, big question this morning. Yes. Would you be upset if you lost $111,000? I would be mildly unpleased. (laughs) Get this. 96% of Americans do lose out on an average of $111,000 in Social Security income. And you know why? Why? It's because they claim their benefits at the wrong time. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Hey, it's Kendall and Casey. You know that because you're listening to us. Learn how you could avoid this with a free Social Security analysis from Bill Demery, your retirement guy right here in Indy. If you've saved at least $200,000 and have not filed for Social Security, schedule your free analysis now by calling 317-932-9912. This analysis pinpoints exactly how you could get the most out of your benefits while considering the impact of your taxes, Medicare premiums, and other benefits. And it's free. Call 317-932-9912. That number again for Bill Demery, your retirement guy, 317-932-9912. WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's your Casey. Have you seen how people have, are just up in arms over the Indianapolis Airport Authority? Yeah, well, okay, they're a sponsor. They're not a host. Yes, there is uh, an activity going on that the Indianapolis Airport Authority is a part of. It is simply unbelievable. And to give us all the dirty, awful, terrible details, let's go to the drivehubler.com <laughs> hotline. Our good friend Tony Kennett from the Daily Signal, you also know him from various shows here on WIBC, joins us. Tony, what is going on with the Indianapolis Airport Authority and why are people up in arms? So people are up in arms for two reasons. Number one, there is a uh, an event called the Youth Carnival hosted by the uh, Indiana Youth Group, which is a LGBTQ organization um, that specifically targets kids who say that they are LGBTQ. And it's hosting a private youth carnival. And on the poster, it says, no parents allowed. Uh-oh. And uh, in... Wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out, time out. I feel Back like yeah, I must have misheard you. So there's an event for kids, and you as an, a parent, and it's specifically for LGBTQ kids, and the parents aren't allowed to attend? And not only are the parents not allowed to attend, but they have a separate event off-site for parents if mm-hmm. they want to go to something. And by off-site, I mean in another building like further down the street mm-hmm. or they say just go like explore the city get out of here scram yeah. it says parents will be invited to participate in other activities off-site or encouraged to explore the city so wait 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 so, so wait wait so i want to make sure i understand this correctly so you're taking a group of children who are under the impression or believe they are some letter in the LGBT or Q, and you're going to remove the parents from the process by which you know who knows what with to them, with them, say to them, whatever, and you tell the parents they don't have the right to see what you're you're doing or speaking about with their kids. Well, you said children. It's not just children. It's actually people ages 12 to 20. So it's kids and adults ages 18 to 20 oh, no. with no parental supervision. Um, so that's that's always a recipe for, for wholesome fun. Uh, oh, it, it, it's, it's something else. I, I actually reached out to the uh, Indiana Youth Group and I asked them some questions. And I haven't included an art- in anything in an article about this yet because uh, these answers are wild. Um, but I asked them, you know, hey, why, you know, exclude kids? They're like, well, actually, a lot of census data groups, youth is ages 
like 10 to 24, which is, oh, good God, no. (laughs) Uh, And they also said, well, kids need to feel safe from their parents. And by excluding parents, we're also excluding hate groups. Mm. So uh, (laughs) apparently a parent is a hate group now. That is what the email says. I'll be publishing an article about that likely later today, because uh, what a response. Um, If we let in parents, we're letting in hate groups who want to, and I quote, target LGBTQ kids, unquote. So that is, uh, that's a thing. By the way, this is the same organization that runs the uh, prison project, which rehouses, quote, unquote, LGBTQ youth, unquote, from homes that are, as the CEO, Chris puts it, unsupportive. So this is the organization that will gladly get between you and your child and help move them off on their own away from you so they can be around the wholly stable LGBTQ community. Okay, so I'm going to hand this over to Casey. But first, before I let Casey ask a question or make a comment, I want to make sure I understand this correctly. So you've got a, a group, an organization, a group, whatever, who's having an event for lgbtq youth i guess we don't call them children yes yeah and they are saying that the parents are not allowed to be there and they are forced to go to either another building or scram somewhere across the city of indianapolis and this is considered normal they think this is fine did i miss anything uh, yeah, you also missed that the reason that they're excluding parents is because, A, kids apparently act more, I guess, sociable and normal when their parents aren't hanging around, which is an interesting argument to make when you're talking about a sexuality-based event, or they're hate groups, and we got to protect them from hate group parents. Casey, go. I, I need a moment to, re- to regroup. Uh, yeah, let it all sink in. Okay, so the Youth Carnival is being put on by the Indiana Youth Group. Uh, Tony, would you like to tell our listeners where the Indiana Youth Group receives their funding from? Why, I sure would, Casey. They receive money from not only endowments like the Lilly Foundation, they also receive money from the Bureau of Motor Vehicles every year because they are one of the few organizations in our state that qualifies for its own vanity plate. Mm -hmm. So they get a chunk of all of that transportation money that the GOP is raising taxes on every year. Mm -hmm. So when you go to the BMV and you get a personalized license plate, that money is going to the Indiana Youth Group, which is putting on the youth carnival where the children are invited, but the parents aren't. Now, Representative Jacob Teshka. Yes, I wanted to ask you about him. Your buddy's the Tesla guy. Okay, but you know what, Rob? He has been railing against this. So what did he say? You talked to him, didn't you? Yeah, I did. And uh, he said very overtly to me that he wants this organization stripped of any right to be on a vanity plate. Uh, There's no reason this organization or any other political organization should be receiving state funding via the vanity plate program, end quote. So I would love to see legislation on this. I'm sure we'll get all of the heartfelt, bleeding testimony from people and all of the 20-year-old youth, totally a child, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, believe me, people. Uh, but And, and this, we haven't even gotten to the airport yet. Yeah, yeah, I, I have to ask you, how, 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 how does the airport authority factor into all this? By the way, Tony Kennett so, is our, our, our guest. Go ahead. This is where it gets fun. 
So when I was on Hammer and Nigel yesterday, we, were, we pre-record that segment every Wednesday. I had not yet gotten a statement back from the Indianapolis Airport Authority. They emailed me while I was recording with Jason Hammer. So here's where it gets interesting. The Indianapolis Airport Authority is pissed that the Indiana Youth Group listed the airport authority mm-hmm. as the only sponsor for the event on the poster and actually says presented by oh. because now the airport authority is terrified that they're going to get Anheuser bushed by the conservatives <laughs> yeah. who are justifiably pissed and so i have emails and text messages i don't even even know that the airport authority has you know my phone well didn't but- they say that they're one of many sponsors and not a host of the event Oh, yeah, we're one of many sponsors. Uh-huh. Just like, but oh, there's oh, no what? other sponsor listed. <laughs> they also Yikes. say they don't know anything about the entertainment that's at the event. But uh, if you uh, click on the registration <laughs> form that is right under the airport authority's name, mm-hmm. it includes things like meeting drag royalty. Oh! So- <laughs> hey, so here's here's where I feel good. And, Casey, you know this. I've been boycotting the airport authority for years <laughs> right. because I don't get you on don't airplanes. Fly. So I've already been leading on this topic. Mm-hmm. So I, I was told that they weren't announcing what the planned entertainment was. But look at you, Tony Kinnett. Tell us more. What is the planned entertainment for the children? Why, meeting drag royalty, Casey, because Mm. everyone knows the most wholesome of children entertainment is getting a grown, sweaty man in lingerie to gyrate in front of your child. What else could be more wholesome for development when parents aren't around than a very sexualized, not Mrs. Doubtfire, not Clinger from MASH, but a grown man with fake breasts shaking them in front of a child's face? That, I mean, that sounds like a great environment for children. Oh, there will also be snow cones and that's what the progressives are saying this is just like vacation bible school when you drop your kids off so like don't worry i mean it's just snow cones and face painting oh yeah and men running around in lingerie you know what why is standard fare so the airport authority it sounds like isn't mad they're doing this it's it they're mad they're getting caught and that they're being associated with it when they clearly gave consent to be associated with it based on the fact that they're what are they a sponsor is that what they're being called So they are claiming to be a sponsor. However, the Indiana Youth Group is running with, I mean, it's kind of a common thing. You run with your most notable sponsor and say, this is presented by blah, blah, blah. But the way that the poster is framed, and by the way, I told them very candidly, uh, the individual who I'm, I'm, they asked I not cite, so I'm supposed to say IAA officials. Uh, reached out and said, well, we didn't, you know, we don't know this, that, and the other about events and other things. I said, maybe you should contact the Indiana Youth Group and Indy Pride, and maybe you should let them know that you don't want it to be uh, uh, the appearance of you hosting the event. Because right now, it looks like it's an event by three groups, by Indy Pride, the Indiana Youth Group, mm-hmm. and the Indianapolis Airport Authority. So maybe you should get your house in order before you sign on with Drag Royalty Parents Free. Uh, Tony Kenna, our guest, couple minutes left with him. I mean, this is an unbelievable story about this, this LGBTQ youth event that the airport authority is now at the center of. You always hear this from these corporations or companies or quasi-government entities. Well, we didn't know this was taking place. We weren't aware this was going on. Well, yeah, lots of people just give their money away and go, I had no idea what I was giving my money to. So 
so again, this is why when all of the left-leaning individuals come in front of you and they preen that they need to be in charge of deciding who the mental health care professionals are, this is why red flags need to go up. Because this is the primary group that the Lilly Endowment Fund goes to. Hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in the name of mental health is given to groups who run programs that separate kids from their parents, who run organizations in which parents are, excuse me, run events in which parents are not allowed to attend, who expose your kids to all kind of God awful things, and then tell you that that's all in the name of mental health. So maybe, because again, this is happening with Hamilton Southeastern, they're, they're deciding directly what counselors they want to hire with the grant money, and the left is losing their mind about how could you exclude all of these wonderful, brave, wonderful counselors and mental health professionals? Oh, you mean the ones that are running the drag show for kids that parents aren't allowed to come to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I'll pass. Okay, Tony, crowd. so I am but a product of the uh, public education system. As and I. I'm curious, BMV, Bureau of Motor Vehicles, who is funding the Indiana Youth Group, isn't the BMV run by the Secretary of State, our good friend Diego Morales? Oh, Casey, home run! Now, I remember when I was shaking hands with Diego Morales at the various Lincoln Day dinners that I absolutely despise because they are as fake and ridiculous as they have been since they were founded. I remember when I had that cheesy grin flashed in my direction that he was a huge fan of my work and he knew exactly how I felt when it came to all of this kind of progressive nonsense regarding race indoctrination and sexual indoctrination of kids. Now, if it's true that he knows exactly how I feel, one would think that he would actually beat Rakita to the punch and actually start some kind of investigation over why my tax dollars are going to fund drag queens at private events that parents aren't allowed to attend. Hmm. Uh, that, that's just me. I, I would do that were I elected to a position like that instead of just running around yelling about election loss and not doing a damn thing about it. Well, and remember, he practically tore a hamstring making sure his brother-in-law got that six-figure salary at the start of the year. Oh, that is that is clearly more important. I mean, you're sure the Indianapolis Airport Authority is sponsoring <laughs> events that are giving thousands of parents considerable concerns. And sure, we're funding organizations that are rehousing youth in these unnamed bizarro world apartments where who knows what's going on. But, I mean, really, the important thing is that your family has a taxpayer-funded K- salary. Casey, I have never loved you more than right now. You somehow <laughs> made this whole thing all Diego Morales. I love it. Tony Kennett, you are the best. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, guys. Take care. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It is 10 minutes in front of 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And Hammer joins us in the studio. Cruz begins setting up new Indiana welcome signs on interstates. Are you a fan of more to discover in Indiana? This is so awful. Like, now listen, I've done marketing and I've been part of marketing teams and groups before. I used to be the marketing uh, promotional director of this radio station. Worked at the casino doing marketing at some big time companies here. But this is such a bad idea. This is so embarrassingly bad. And I get it. When you put new signs up, it's kind of like booking the halftime entertainment for the Super Bowl. No matter who you get, 
there's going to be a small amount of people that say it sucks, Mm -hmm. right? Because they're expecting just one possible thing. They don't have any answers, but no matter what you put out there, they're going to say it sucks. This is not the case here. This is so embarrassingly bad, and it falls right at the feet of Lockdown McGee, Governor yeah. Holcomb. Well, we talked about earlier in the show, my source, who was on the committee, so I think this person would know, said they had a markedly different design. There was a marketing firm that they brought in that supported the design they came up with, and McGee and his partner in crime, Silent Suzanne, and a couple other people came in and said, we're not doing that. This comes from the mastermind that brought you hunker down Hoosiers during the lockdown, right? Which sounds like something you would expect Marty Moose to say when you get to the Wally World Park Park's and it's closed. locked down. Hunker down Hoosiers. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? A big part of it is another reminder of how much Suzanne Crouch sucks and how she's nothing but a yes man turd for this guy. And for her to go out there and try to act like she's Johnny Tough Guy conservative, Bull. She all she ever does is just line up by him. What do you call them? Butt sniffers, isn't that what you butt call sniffers. them? Butt sniffers. People yeah. who are afraid to challenge authority because it might hinder their payday. I don't know what's worse. Either she didn't do anything to stop these signs, or she actually thinks they look okay. I don't like all the dead space on the side. There's a lot of negative space on it. Right. The old sign, it had this huge state of Indiana, right? Indiana was big crossroads of America. In the new sign, it's just a lot of blue. And the thing is, it didn't need to be done. And I understand there are bigger issues in the world. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for some troll tweets or, you know, YouTube comments to come in. There are bigger problems in Indiana. Yeah, we know. But this is something that's such a self-made kick in the crotch. I mean, this is so embarrassingly bad. And the fact that, again, assuming Rob's sources are all correct, and they have been in the past, Mm -hmm. everybody was on side for one other option, except for the guy that brought you hunker down Hoosiers, and he is bringing you this monstrosity? Come on. Well, now they're they're building a $32 million welcome center in Vigo County, but just who's stopping in Vigo County? I went to Indiana State. Ain't no one stopping there. (laughs) You just keep on going. Do you think that this is some sort of legacy for Holcomb that once he's out of office, as he drives around the state... Yeah, he wants as many people possible to say, that guy sucked. Well, I mean, I don't know if that's what they're (laughs) going to say. No, 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 no. no. He he can drive back home and say, I put that sign up. Eric Holcomb was never a leader. He was always the guy in the background who... He was the butt sniffer. I mean, he was the guy who always was the yes man, whether it was to Mitch or Dan Coates or whoever. And he was thrust into a position of authority. Amazing how you go from dead last in a U.S. Senate primary, completely out of money, shooting baskets in all 92 counties as your campaign strategy, to lieutenant governor and then governor in the same year. Holcomb has no idea what he's doing. The donor lobbyist crowd he is completely beholden to, the elitist circle in Indianapolis who he's completely beholden to, he has never had an original thought in his entire life, and he is just doing what other people tell him to do. I had no problem with the dude until COVID. I really didn't. He wasn't a stick in my crawl until COVID when people who just wanted to open up their businesses because they couldn't pay their bills they were losing their heritage, maybe in some cases their homes, 
and he called them a petri dish. Yeah. But folks that marched angrily up and down the street, that was noble. And then he met with Malik Mohammed. Yeah. And again, I just come back to Suzanne Crouch is running for governor. And she is, I mean, Jim Banks and Suzanne Crouch, I want to hook both of them up to lie detectors because they're both going to fail miserably. For her to say, oh, I'm conservative and I'm fighting for a conservative Indiana while she has been nothing but a yes man to the governor right. for the past seven years. And that's the thing. Like, if I were the lieutenant governor and, Rob, you said, we're going to have this sign that says, welcome to Indiana. It's going to be a picture of my butt cheeks bending over. <laughs> I would tell you this is a bad idea. Right. You're doing this on your own. This sucks. Do not do it. But that's not what happens here. All of these other people are like, oh, yeah, I like the butt cheeks. Very good. Very very firm. They must have shaved. Look at those butt cheeks. That's the people we're dealing with here. I don't want to talk about Rob's butt cheeks. Did you just get a... <laughs> they, they must have shaved reference in there. Yes. That's that's strong. There's no off switch on this genius panel. That's strong. By the way, can I point out, kudos to you, you are wearing a Deer Creek Music Center t-shirt today. Mm-hmm. Damn right. People can't see you because we only have two cameras here. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow, you're going to have Indy 500 bets for us? Yes. Yes. I totally forgot we were going to do that today, but I wanted to weigh in and no, just great. crap all over mm-hmm. these signs. I think it's absolutely, uh, absolutely wonderful that you did that. Uh, by the way, <laughs> I mean, any Anytime you want to take a dump on Holcomb, that takes precedent on whatever, <laughs> oh, whatever, whatever else we're doing. Uh, yes, Casey. I was just going to say, so long to Crossroads of America, which was an identity yeah, for the state no of kidding. Indiana. Now we've got more to discover. What does that even mean? There, there's like the crossroads to America. I mean, we don't have enough time to break it down because I can hear the music almost playing here. But there are so many railroads that went through Indiana right. back in the day. And it was the crossroads of America. And you had to go through Indiana to get anywhere in the yes, country. Yes, exactly. And, uh, and now there's more to discover. What's coming up this afternoon on your award-winning afternoon program? Well, you are going to come by. And if you thought this was off the rails, boy, oh boy, put your Borat thong on because <laughs> this afternoon's going to be fun. And it's the annual reading of was the night before Cars Day. Nice. Hey, is there any chance we can get great moments in lying? With Nigel, with uh, when you sent Ari out to the fi- uh, out to Broad Ripple, that may be on the docket for Friday. Oh yes! <laughs> Spoiler. Thank you, Hammer. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.